You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Should you help your customers with their controls? Should you, as an MSP, help your managed services customers with their IT controls? That's what we're talking about today. Um, it's actually a new topic. We've not really dealt with that uh, explicitly in, in the sense of uh, talking about controls, but today we are, and uh, I'll tell you why we're talking about it. If you're curious, I think it's kind of curious because it's a trend. It's a uh, it's a thing that is starting to come up in conversations quite a bit uh, today uh, and of late. And when I say of late, I mean like over the last twelve plus months. Um, this topic has been just uh, something that's been on the minds of a lot of MSPs out there, and that's good. I think this is a fantastic uh, question to, uh, to contemplate. And uh, so here's the answer. The short answer is yes, probably. Uh, why the probably? I'll get into that in, in a very short moment here. But w- what do we mean by controls, right? Uh, some of you who are perhaps never been through a certification or an audit process before, like an ISO or a SOC or an MSP Verify, um, you, you might be thinking, okay, w- what does he mean by control? Well, we're going to break down what all those things mean, and we're going to kind of give you some a little bit of audit uh definitions so that you can make sense of, of what we're, we're discussing. Um, before I get into that, what, what's the context here? The, the MSPs that have been reaching out to us, like I said, over the last year or so, have been asking questions not only about their own compliance, about their own internal managed services controls, but they're also saying, wow, we're, we're getting similar questions from our customers, like, Hey, can you, as my MSP, help me with my with my IT controls? And the the answer should be a, a resounding yes. Um, that's exactly what you want from your 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 customers is is that type of reliance and trust in you to help them with uh, implementing new IT controls or helping them shore up controls that may not exist but are necessary. Um, so so in general, it's a good thing. Uh, it's a very good thing. We're going to get into some specifics, and we're going to address that uh, that probably uh, comment that I made earlier about when maybe you wouldn't want to uh, start helping customers with their controls because there are some limited scenarios where that that would be the case, and um, we'll we'll touch on that uh, shortly. Um, so, so in general, we, we see across the spectrum, uh, across the global managed services landscape now, um, and, and it differs, right? Because every geography differs in the standards, in the laws that are uh, prevalent in those areas. But uh, even those things aside, you have a, a remarkable consistency of, of best practices and, and controls that support those best practices that are uh, that should be adopted and have been adopted by MSPs everywhere, 
And, uh, you know, there are some distinctions, to be sure. I, I, I know some of you are saying, well, well wait, you know, there, there are places that have to operate very differently. I understand that. I, I get that. But um, that being said, there are still more things that bind us together than differentiate us. Uh, and that being said, the, the MSPs that are out there are saying, hey, as we get our own house in order, as we start to get our own compliance story uh, being told, the customers that they're servicing are also saying, well, we're kind of also being asked these same questions. We're, we're being pressured on the compliance front. What, what do we do and, and who can help us? Well, the, the, the first step is MSPs directly, in many cases, in most cases, impact the IT controls of their customers and, and have for many, many years. And that could happen in one of two ways, typically. Um, number one, you could have, and this is more often than not in the early days um, in the enterprise where the MSP was probably bringing a set of controls to a enterprise client that perhaps may have had very little experience, practical experience with IT, and therefore outsourcing was um, a, a way for them to get a handle on their internal IT controls. Uh, so the MSP very much drives the formation and the the, the structure of the control of family uh, to the to the customer that they're servicing. As, as the years progressed and as MS as managed services started to uh, filter down to the mid market and then ultimately to the uh, small and medium sized business, um, th that community those communities started to also benefit in the same way that the enterprise did from the MSPs having a, a certain set of controls that were suddenly available now to the, to the, uh, to the customers. You now, so, so I look at it as kind of the, the demand uh, side uh, was being driven by the MSP, right? The MSP is pushing down controls down the supply chain to the customers and unbeknownst to them, on the opposite side, from the customer side, you we have maybe over the last 10 years, we've started to see, especially in particular vertical markets, uh, financial services, healthcare being obvious ones, we've seen those sectors begin the pressure of client-facing compliance, driving control methodologies, control requirements down to the customer and then pushing through the customer to the service provider. And so you, you've got, think of it as, as two opposing lines uh, of, of thought uh, or, or uh, force, one from the service provider, one from the customer, and they're, they're going to meet in the middle someplace. And, and right now what you have are customers that are saying, to some of their quote-unquote MSPs or probably more accurately to their project IT providers or their value-added resellers, whichever one you, you happen to be, um, they're, they're saying, hey, we notice we're not doing this. Uh, we need this to be done and we need you to do it as well because this is going to satisfy and make our compliance and audit people happy. And that's an example of, of a, of a client-side uh, control uh, kind of demand. 
And, and I think any time where you have a conversation where the MSP and the customer are collaboratively talking about IT control frameworks and things that need to be in place that maybe aren't in place, um, that is a fantastic thing. Um, and I'm, I'm inching ever so slowly towards that probably answer. And, and some of you out there may be already ahead of me. Um, Security, by the way, is also a major factor of what is driving a lot of these IT control discussions, right? So security, data privacy, data security is is paramount to a lot of customers and MSPs. And so the, the types of controls that will protect a managed service provider also will protect an MSP or an MSP customer, I should say. And so we're now in that scenario where those two opposing sides are inching ever so slowly towards a point at which they will meet, they will physically touch. And that's a, that's a good point, and we need to get there sooner rather than later. Um, and then one final comment about um, kind of how, how this whole control architecture and control um governance is is playing out these days which are some unique uh, and they typically today happen in the mid-market and enterprise where the msp will have controls already in place the good ones and their enterprise or mid-market customers may be coming to them and saying i I, you know you're going to be in charge of our controls but there are controls and here they are right we need you to do this 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 and this and if you're a good MSP, most likely those controls are not foreign to you. Um, if you are in a position where your customers are bringing to you very unique controls that you've never seen before, that you just wonder, what, what does this mean? Why, why are they asking me for this? That could be a problem. That could be either a problem on your side, um, which I'm going to get to momentarily, or it could be a problem on the client side. And to be sure, I have seen many many examples of customers of managed services who really are far out there in terms of just having um, somewhat odd to downright inaccurate uh, beliefs about things that they need to be doing. Um, And and I'm not going to get into any specifics because I don't want to call anyone out by name, but trust me, I've seen them, right? And they can be sometimes bureaucratic. Like I need you to do something this way because somebody, you know, 10 spots removed from me told me I have to go get it done this way on blue triplicate, triplicate paper, right? That, that's an example of an overly bureaucratic uh, control. And, and that still does happen, and it does happen at the enterprise level, uh, even at mid-market levels, and it certainly happens in places like the government sector. Um, let's get back to the probably. Should, should you as an MSP help your customers with controls Probably, and I say probably if you as an MSP are not first really confident with your own internal controls. And that, that's a big probably. That's a big qualifier in my opinion because the last thing that you want to be doing is giving guidance to somebody when you yourself in your own managed services shop don't have those same controls not just understood, but being practiced, 
right? Uh, so for example, if, if, you're, if your customers are coming to you saying, hey, we want to buy multi-factor authentication uh, services from you. We want you to manage it for us. We want you to establish it. We want you to pick the vendor. We want you to roll it out, deploy it to our team, and make it, make it a reality. If, if you're getting that conversation and your MSP practice doesn't use multi-factor authentication, that's not good. And there's a very strong argument that you, you should not be, you should probably be the last company to be advising that client on how to set up MFA. Now, I know, I know there's a lot of you out there who maybe you do it yourselves or maybe you, you know people who are in the consulting project, security consulting uh, area, and there's a lot of you out there, um, meaning that that's either all you do or that's predominantly what you do, so you're not really on the managed services side. I'm not really including you guys in this because that, that, that's a separate conversation. But, but as an MSP, when, when you are responsible for not just the architecture and the project work of deployment, but also the ongoing management, like you're, you're, you're going to have systemic ongoing contact with that customer in a managed services relationship, you really do need to have your internal MSP controls well-established, well-documented and operating in a way that is, that is functional. Um, if you're not at that point, then it, it's safe to say that you are vulnerable to some mistake, some misstep down, uh, down the way where you would be giving bad guidance potentially to, to your customer. Now I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I hope that that is a, very small uh, minority of you out there. Uh, in fact, I'm going to go further by saying that it's probably not the, the MSPs out there. It's probably more of you who, no matter what you call yourself, you're, you're maybe more on the reactive side. You're maybe more on the project side. You're, you're a VAR. Maybe you're a system integrator still. Maybe you're doing you know a little bit of managed services, but really what you do to generate revenue is something completely separate. And, and that's fine. I mean, those of you that, that, that what I just said describes you, I mean, we're not saying that you, there's not a path for you in managed services, not at all. What we're saying is if you, if you want to get into that type of what I would consider a fairly intimate conversation with your customers about IT control frameworks and setting those up, uh, you know, as a managed service provider, meaning you are going to be working with them beyond the implementation uh, then I, I, I think that you, again, need to first look inward, make sure that your own house is in order, make sure that you've got things well-established, make sure they're documented, make sure that you can track them, uh, meaning you can evidence them, right? Having something documented is not enough. You actually need to also have documentation about the implementation and ongoing evidence of that control working. Um, and, and we'll, we'll cover that maybe in a, in a separate podcast episode, but, uh, that is my just quick thought here on, um, on a, uh, on a cloudy day in, in February as, as we contemplate just a, a massive amount of opportunity in 2021 for the MSP global community. Um, I, I think that this is a very big opportunity for those MSPs capable and willing to undertake it. Um, and if you've never had that type of conversation, 
maybe try it out. If, if you feel confident in your own internal controls, maybe the next conversation you have with your customers, start talking to them about looking at their internal controls, their internal documentation, and maybe helping them shore up areas that ought to be um, improved and, and could be improved, quite frankly. And maybe, just maybe, uh, you'd be surprised by by the response, and uh, you know maybe you'll be able to take that man of services relationship to the next level. Anyway, those are my thoughts. If you have comments or thoughts of your own, I would love to hear uh, from you guys. Uh, as always, uh, send us an email or just drop a comment uh, up up online, and uh, yeah, let us know what's on your mind. But until next time, this is Charles Weaver. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you in the next MSP Zone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.